Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. <laughs> All right, Bill, how you doing? Running on empty, running on. What song is that? It's from I I can't remember who it's from, but I remember remember Forrest Gump, and he was running. Yeah, that's what it made me think of right then. With Nikes on in the in the yeah. beautiful uh, West landscape. I just started running. <laughs> you know what? Surprisingly, you have a great Forrest Gump wo- voice. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've spent many hours in the mirror <laughs> running. <laughs> I was running, Jenny. 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 <laughs> So we uh, this past uh, two weeks ago we got had spring break and we went to Universal and uh, it's just amazing how fast time goes because uh, we're there and Tara and I we time seen them keeps on ticking ticking you know who that is ticking. right yeah that's Stevie Miller band oh, dude good good that whole album oh that's another story I'll tell sometime uh, the time my wife and I went to go see him in concert <sighs> it was a great concert but it was tragic that happened around us but anyways I'll, mm. I'll say that for another time another but anyways time. so Universal you walk in and immediately what you see is this big uh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company restaurant, right? And it's huge, and there's yeah. tons of people waiting outside. And Tara and I have seen the movie, you know, a dozen times, and we love it. And our kids have never seen the movie because Jen Nays naked. Yeah. And um, and so all of a sudden, like Tara and I are talking about it, and, and I'm realizing, oh my gosh, that movie was like 20 years ago. Yeah, it was. Oh my gosh, where's the time gone? And it was just this idea of like how fast. In the blink of an eye, things just keep moving and going. I saw a picture, actually, uh, I think I shared a picture on Facebook of my kids, and it was like four years ago. Facebook messes with me every time they do that, when they oh, populate with dude. memories from like four years ago. And and I'm like, there's no way that was four that years was four, ago. That was definitely four years. And we were in Midland still. So, like, my kids are, my son is shorter than my wife, and now he's like <laughs> skyrocketed. <laughs> and so I'm like, man, time is flying. Yeah. Yeah, it's exhausting. So, so. we get, we get home, and um, the week back was last week, and it was insane how fast everything started. I mean, you hit the ground running, and I forgot that from vacation that you just absolutely hit the ground running. And so my daughter, she works at Pluckers, one of the great restaurants here in the Allen community. Yeah, we have and a famous person that we had on the podcast. Too. <laughs> yeah, spent so much money. <laughs> he's it's actually awesome. he's actually on the wall of fame. But anyways, um, she's a she's a runner there, and. Uh, she's also an athletic trainer for Allen High School, and so she works with the baseball team. And so uh, last week, her schedule literally was, we got back on Saturday, had Sunday to kind of recoup. Monday, she worked. She worked Sunday, too. Ugh. Monday, she worked. Tuesday, she had a baseball game. Then she did the varsity game. Wednesday, she worked. Thursday, she worked. Friday, she had two baseball games that she was athletic trainer for. Saturday, she worked from 1 till 11. Sunday, she worked from 1 till 10.30. Monday, she worked again. Tuesday, yesterday, she had a, uh, a baseball game to get home till 6.30. And then she works again today. That's crazy. And I'm like... And how, old is she? how old is she? She's 16. <laughs> 16. And what's what are so we funny doing is, to our society? <laughs> I know. And, and so Tara and I, we realized, holy smokes, we have got to have a conversation with our kids about boundaries. Mm. Because as much as she's doing that, earning money, my kids can do the same thing, my boys, doing Fortnite. And they'll wake up at 10 a.m. and all of a sudden they will be on Fortnite for six hours and not even realize it. Bloodshot eyes. And like, <laughs> <laughs> I got to pee, but I can't stop. I'm in third place. <laughs> I've almost got it. I've almost got it. Dang it. He was behind me. He 
glitched. Why is it glitching? The Wi-Fi sucks. <laughs> I swear, are you in my house on the weekends? Is that, is that Me what's Me and my son have this conversation all the time. But it's this whole boundaries thing. And, and what I realized is um, they didn't learn this from nowhere. <laughs> They've learned it from Tara and I, who unfortunately um, bought into, yeah. unintentionally have bought into the idea that to be successful parents is to be parents that are always on the go. Busy. And we have forgotten... Um, and not invested in some core things that I think uh, truly are God ordained and would help us come alive yeah. rather than just living um, in exhaustion. You know, I know we've, we've talked about being busy before, but it's so heavy on our hearts today because I think there's so many people that I know who I talk to and like, how you doing? And the first thing to do is, I'm good. I'm good. And like immediately, like they have an opportunity to say I'm busy or uh, or then they use that Christian four-letter F word, I'm fine, right. and they move on. And and I, I we need to find a way to put the pause button on some stuff. Well, it, it, and you and I probably grew up very similar situations where um, idle time was often, um, it was seen as playtime or boredom, yeah. and those are uh, childish or bad. Mm. And what we're realizing, I think, what I'm realizing is boredom is actually this divine time when God can interrupt our busyness and just whisper to us yeah, yeah, yeah. or talk to us and that boredom is actually an amazing gift from God but yeah. we shifted from boredom is bad in fact I remember this message when we were growing up boredom is bad so you must keep your get your kids involved in extracurricular activities to keep them busy if they're busy they won't fall into the trap of drugs and heavy metal because in my day heavy metal was devil music it right was, yeah 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 and so now we're parents and we're we've taken that and turned it up to 11 and we are like, oh, well, any idle time is bad for our kids so that we always have to keep them busy and keep them occupied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're dying inside. I think so. You know, I I, I heard this uh, quote from a friend of ours. It's like, you know, boredom is good because it creates creativity. I think C.S. Yes. Lewis had a, had a quote about boredom. I can't find it. But uh, but but he he talked about the value of boredom that that when when he was younger, uh, that's why things like Narnia existed, because he had time to stop and just think, and we don't allow that. And so I guess even now, even talking about boredom and busyness, that as a dad or you know as a parent or a single guy who's trying to just make his way through that, that we think the more that we do, uh, the greater results will be produced, and things will happen. But imagine with me if if we, if we stopped and fought against this busy and got more proactive to what we're really called to do. Um, you know, we, we again, uh, we, we, we live in a society where, man, we sit here and, and uh, you know, sports central, uh, soccer, football. And I, I'm not against all those things, but I'm saying we get ourselves so busy. And then at the end of it, it's like, poof, it's gone. And then college happens and you're like, wow, I'm now 18 and I've got a life to do. And I've got to figure out this whole thing. And and we, we've we trained our kids and our society to be so busy that they don't know what else to do. Right. C.S. Lewis, uh, this is one of the quotes um, I just found. And, and I think this sums up our culture. And, and realize he was writing this back in the uh, 40s and, and 50s. Yes, and so he saw in some ways a very pro- prophetic reality of like what the Industrial Revolution was bringing to us in this yeah. consumerism and this always pursuit for more, more, more. And he said this, we, in fact, in a world starved for solitude, silence, and private, and therefore starved for meditation and true friendship. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that that little phrase at the end, true friendship. Yeah. Um, 
studies are starting to show that that men in their 40s and 50s are exceptionally lonely because they've not carved out time to just hang out with other dudes. Yeah. They've invested heavily in their in their work. They invested heavily in their family, which are not bad things at all. No. But they don't intentionally carve out time to just sit at the bar and enjoy friendship or just go go do sit whatever. Around, go go camping, go whatever. Build a fire in the backyard and just sit around the fire pit, you know. Invite um, some guys over. Right, absolutely. And so I, I think, again, we've done this one a handful of times, but it's so important and it's so counter-cultural that it is really hard to do. And it's the idea of, like, how do we in our in our culture learn the posture of just being still? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about this as I was reading through First Kings, and I thought about Elijah and he, so he's fighting the, the prophets of Baal. Actually, not even fighting them. He's just going, you bring your stuff, I'll bring mine. Here they are cutting themselves. Ah, they're cutting themselves, and they're screaming out to their God. And he's like, hey, Listening maybe. to heavy metal he, music? I love it. He literally said, like, maybe he's taking a dump. <laughs> like, he literally said, maybe he's relieving himself. He's, he, he can't hear you. And so he's kind of making fun of their gods. And then he said, okay, take a book. So pause just for a second. Yeah. So, so you see the, the prophets of, of Baal, and they're living out what our culture is living out. The, the more activity, the more that I do, the more obnoxious it gets, the more I'll endear God's favor because I'm trying to impress him with yeah. my activity. I'm trying to impress him with my behavior. I'm trying to impress him with all the things that I'm doing. Yeah. And, and, and Elijah's sitting there solo by himself watching all of this craziness and all of this activity. And he's like, your God's not hearing you. Well, e- even now, even as I'm thinking about this, you know, how busy, you know, to ask ourselves, is our busyness creating satisfaction in our lives? Are we really satisfied as you're sitting there holding the steering wheel or as you're at, as you're at home mowing the yard? Are you satisfied with the busyness that right. you are? Or would do you crave for something different? And I think even here, you know, as Elijah finishes this up, he, you know, essentially the the end of that of that story is, you know, he he soaks the altar, puts down a Puts down a with water, soaks yes. it with water. Puts puts down an offering. God literally says God licked up the offering. Fire came down from heaven. They they kill all the prophets of Baal. It was a good day <laughs> for God, and uh, God got the glory. But the next day, so now he's drained. He's exhausted. Could you imagine that? Mo- like like absolutely exhausted. But could you imagine that mountaintop moment? Yeah. Like like well, I couldn't imagine. That'd be pretty cool. To though. believe that God could do it is awesome. But to see God actually do that, to see that God moment. To unfold show up. Yeah. before you like you've got to be on cloud nine like oh man my god's the biggest god on the block he's got everything yeah. you know and then 24 hours later like you're saying the wheels come flying off because he he you know he didn't go to the next big thing and we consistently oh. want the mountaintop experience yes we've got to realize that there's time to restore our soul and so i i think i think you know even as i'm looking in chapter 19 so here he is he's he's exhausted he's tired and I love this part, but, uh, you know, so he's, he's kind of, I, I would say reveling in some of that, but he's worn out. And then it says, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done and how he killed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, now who's Ahab and who's Jezebel? Ahab so was, Ahab was, was, was the King. Jezebel was his wife. Right. Obviously she wore the pants. She was and an evil woman. She was. And so, and you know, he comes back complaining, like, Elijah killed everybody, he killed the prophets. And she goes, okay, so she sent, a, she sent one messenger to Elijah and says, so, so may the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by this time tomorrow. Then he was afraid and he arose and ran for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. Mm. Funny fact, he wasn't afraid of 450 men. 
but one woman speaks and he runs. <laughs> there's, there's something more spiritual in that, I think. Let's take a minute, guys, and just... <laughs> I think I think you know, anyways you have you have 50 friends that look at you and say you're a slob and you're like whatever and your wife comes to go you're a slob and you'll shave and you're like shower. I'm good I'm going to shave no more mountain man for me I'm done it's amazing the power you women have I know and you've always down. had it exactly it started with Adam and Eve and Adam's yeah. like I'm not hungry and Eve goes try the apple and it's like okay try the fruit just try I'll it. eat it yeah I'll okay. eat it you're naked you're still I'll naked do whatever exactly. you want <laughs> it's the power. And so, so, anyways, moving on from this from this moment. So, so here he is. So he runs and he's worn out and he's tired. And I and he says in in the next verse, it is enough now, O Lord, take me, take away my life, for I'm no better than my father's. Guys, he just watched God take fire from heaven and consume an offering, and he killed uh, 450 prophets of Baal. Like just happened. He's like, kill me. So dude, dude was exhausted. Yeah. And I, and I feel like so many times, you know, if, if anybody's like me, you know, this last week, uh, my daughter wanted something simple and I literally flew off the handle like a five-year-old. Yeah. I was ticked. I was like, forget it. Fine. Like, and so I was just mad and I realized I was worn out. So, so is it fair to say that the equation that we need to be aware of is um, burnout when untended to leads to bitterness yeah. and brokenness? Yeah. And so the reality is we need to acknowledge when we are burnout and not try to just power through it and pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and just do double down on our busyness. Yeah. But to sit down and say, I'm 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 burned out and if I don't check this on some level, I will become bitter yeah. and broken. Absolutely. And and it will start to hurt the very people I love most. Yeah. Is that fair I, to say? I, exactly. And so and so to to take a spiritual check even in your life as you're thinking about this and you're tired and you're like and you're you're already thinking about that fight you had with your wife or the things you said to your kid this morning or this last week and you wish you could go back and apologize, which is beautiful because you can. So right. go back and apologize. But in the midst of this, start to examine your life. And how and look at the pace of your life and where we're going and how busy and as we fight for our calendar um, that we're not just filling it up with good things but we're filling it up with the things that we need to fill it up with right so so let me ask real practical um, what would you say are some indicators that you're probably burned out and you're you're running life too busy what would be some good indicators for for us to self-evaluate and go yep that's me nope yes yes I, I would say if you fly off the handle really, really quick yeah. for anything, because there's those times when you can somehow you walk into your house and the dog's thrown up on the bed and the kids are screaming and, and dinner's burnt or, 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 or you forgot to do things and you can control it. There's certain times when your willpower is strong enough. You assume the best. Yeah. Like, like your natural posture is, I'm going to assume the best in the situation. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if you lose the ability to assume the best in a situation, probably means you're burned out and you're running too fast. Yeah, and and I think and and if you're doing more out of obligation guilt than oh, you are doing it out of one. out of purpose, like this is what I and not even a selfish like this is what I want to do, but like this is what I know that God has designed me to do, and I'm doing this. And and again, there's going to be times when in life is take out this, you know, take out the dishes, you know, take out the dishes. That's where I'm at. <laughs> take out the take out the trash and do the dishes. You have to take out the dishes and do the trash and um, see how burned out I am. No, and so 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 it's these times when you're just so busy that that you that you get up at night and you know those times when you're when when your head pops up. And all of a sudden you're thinking about things and then you, then nothing makes sense. Financially, nothing makes sense. And you're like stressed out and you're walking around and you're just like, what? Like driven by fear. Driven so, by fear. So, so you're, you're no longer assuming the best and you become, you, you begin to be driven by fear yeah. rather than faith. Yes. Those are indicators of burnout and those are indicators of, of running at a pace that you 
you cannot sustain. Unsustainable pace. You burnt the candle out. You are officially burned out. Congratulations. Good job. Right. And 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 welcome to living life. And you're in good company. Elijah, a man after God, a, a man who was there when at the transfiguration of Jesus. He had yeah. two guys, yes. two old friends, yes. Moses and Elijah. So you're in good company there, right? Yeah. And he got tired. So what are you going to do about it? So so I let's look at what. So Elijah, in the midst of it, I, I, God is so good. And he laid down and slept under a broom tree in verse five. And behold, an angel touched him, touched him, just tapped him and said, hey, arise and eat. And behold, there was uh, at his head a cake baked on hot stones in a jar of water. And he ate and drank. And then he went back to bed. So God's like, go to sleep, wake up, have something to eat, go back to bed. He didn't say, okay, now have a game plan for what you're going to do to keep, to not make this happen again. It's like, he's like, go back to bed. Right. We don't, guys, it's spiritual to sleep. That's what he's saying. It's spiritual to rest. I have a buddy who's been helping me train, and uh, based on what I'm what I'm looking like, he's pr- he's not being too. Su- I'm just kidding. He's being very very successful. I just like my chips and sodas and things like that. And uh, and so so he but but he tells me he goes Bill if you if a man his testosterone will actually go up if he has between seven and a half and eight hours of sleep a night. Yeah, naturally, without having to take any kind of any kind of supplements, his his testosterone will actually increase. Sleep is that important. Sleep actually tells us that we tell God that he's in charge and not us. So we yeah. can, because imagine like you woke up, the world was still spinning, things were still working. And so he let him sleep. It's good for us to rest and stop. I know we have guys who are like, well, I got to finish this project. I got to do this. Yeah, but eventually you're going to fade out into dust. You were created by dirt. You're going to die someday. You know, uh, can you name the third CEO that was the company that you work for? Right. Probably not. Hey, do you do you know who won the the Grammy for Best Supporting Actor in 1994? No, I can't. You're gonna fade away. Your name's gonna fade away. But the things that you produce inside your family are gonna last forever if you allow them to. Your kids, your grandkids, the legacy stuff that that we always talk about. Yes. So rest is important. It's important for you and it's important for your kids. Interesting that um, you talk about rest. Uh, so again, this is something that I think is God's heart that He reveals from the very creation story that we have in Genesis. He, he takes six days, and, and on the seventh day, Jesus, or God rest, okay? God rest. Which we always say, oh, okay, God rest. Now, imagine for a second, God has created Adam. We don't know exactly when God creates Eve, so I'm just going to say God created Adam, day six, and he gives Adam this entire, like, intense charge. This is yours. You have dominion over that, and you are in charge of, of caring for all of this. Mm. All right, so Adam's alive. He has this amazing charge, and then he wakes up the next day, and God says, now don't do anything. Yeah. Rest. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. you just gave me this amazing job. You gave me this amazing responsibility. You gave me all these amazing things to do. And the first thing you want me to do is just do nothing? So essentially day one of his life, he's like, okay, t- take it easy. <laughs> right. Take it easy. Here it is. Easy. Take it. I'm not Little, stopping. E- keep, keep going, but I'm not stopping. Easy. Don't let the sound of your, your own wheels drive you crazy. Can you sing that song? Like, I would love to see a punk band do that song because I think that'd be like, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Except for they would have to they'd have to do like really hardcore so it's, it wouldn't be so take it easy. No. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> and so um so 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 he gets up after that and um and then he arose and 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 the angel lord came to him again a second time and touched him and said arise and eat for the journey is too great for you and he rose and ate and drank and went in the strength that 40 days and 40 nights to horror of the man of god. Don't miss that line. The journey is too great for you. Yeah. I think that's an important line that we need to like maybe put on a post-it note. Post-it note. I said that. 
Um, You're obviously put it on tired. The mirror, put it on. Put it on the car. Put it somewhere. Put it as a reminder every day at eight o'clock when you walk into work, and and just remind yourself the journey's too much for you. It's too much. And so God never designed you to do this journey alone. God never designed you to do all the journey yourself. In fact, He's a big God, and He's like, it's too much for you. So stop trying to do it all and see what I can do. Yeah, yeah. Let him let him work through you. And so I love it because after he let him rest, and then he got him refocused. And it says, and there came to a cave and lodged in it. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? I love it. <laughs> and he said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people. Now, here, God just said, what are you doing? And then he starts his plea. He's like, listen, I've been jealous for you. Right. Well, and, I, and what I think, what, what you see in that moment is God invites honesty from Elijah. Yeah. And I think often we can buy into the trap that we're supposed to be fine as Christians. Yeah. And and what we realize is really we come alive when we finally are honest with God and with ourselves about where we're currently at. And so I love that moment where Jesus in, or God, excuse me, in his love comes and says, are you ready to talk about where you're at? Because yeah. I know where you're at. Yeah. I know exactly where you're at. I know exactly what's going on. But are you ready to be honest with yourself about where you're at? Correct. And so then, then he was. And he, and he, from, he gave his perspective. And God wasn't mad. That's what yeah, I love about God this. God wasn't mad at he, all. He looks at him and he says, you know, I've been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed the, your, your prophets with the sword. And I, just me, only am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. So God didn't say, shut up. <laughs> You're an idiot. Don't you? And God didn't immediately defend himself, actually. He yeah. just said, okay, like, let's come out. Let me show you something. In right. his grace and his mercy, uh, he's way more patient than I am with my kids. Like, do you know how good you have it? You know, that kind of thing. And you're like, you know, you guys don't even feed the dogs when I ask you. Do you know how many times I fed the dogs? You shut your mouths. <laughs> I pay the bills around here. No, he was just like, come here, let me talk to you. Yeah. Come, on, come on out here. And, I, and, and it just he said, you know, go out and stand there. And the Lord passed by and a great strong wind tore the mountain and broke it in pieces, the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord wasn't in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And if he was in Texas, it would have been, and then that a giant hailstorm, but it didn't. So it's, <laughs> he, he did something else. He said, and then after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. A breath is, is another translation. Just a, a breath. Just a breath. A still small voice of her. Yeah. And, and he allowed him to see his greatness and his power. But he was like, I ain't coming in that. I'm coming in the whisper. Yeah. Coming in that short time. And so, so as, he, as he talks to him, and when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Now, this wouldn't have happened. This still small voice wouldn't have happened had not he slept, had not he ate, had not he slept again, had not he ate again. And then took his trek and waited for God. And we are such a microwave society. I was realizing this. Literally now I can get on Amazon. And in today, not even two days, in today I can have something on my, on my porch. Yep. Same. Like, where are, are you guys I can hiding order, in my... I can order a book that will arrive today that I won't read for four years. Exactly. But I'm like, are you in my bushes, like, hiding? Like, <laughs> this, some guy just throws a punk. Like, you know, I feel like when I press send, all of a sudden I heard like a... <laughs> Did it get here? They're listening to everything. They knew what you wanted before you even knew it. That's how it works. And we're so prone in this society to expect God to, like right now, just, okay, right now you show up. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. We've talked about this before. It's agricultural versus instant versus right. industrial. Right. So so uh, some practical 
challenges maybe that we want to throw out to, to you guys as dads. If, you, if you're seeing that maybe you're burned out or you're running at a pace that's not sustainable, um, maybe the one degree shift you need to do today is this. Almost every single person does not use their entire vacation every year. Yeah. Or their personal days. Yeah. So maybe it's you go home tonight and say, wife, this may sound weird, but I need to take two days and go camping by myself. Mm. And then you take the vacation days, take the personal days, call in sick both those days so you don't have to do all the extra work to get ready for vacation and just go. And there's tons. And here's the deal. If you go camping during the week, there's hundreds of campsites within a mile or an hour drive of your your current place that are empty. Yeah. And you don't have to bring anything but a tent, some food, and just go. Yeah. Leave your devices at home, maybe your phone if you need it, and just go and just spend two days alone. And I promise you, that first day, you'll go crazy. The second day, you'll finally be in a posture where you can come back and say, okay, I have to reorient the way I do things. Yeah. And it starts with me. And then once God starts to whisper and remind you who he created you to be, not a doer, but a being... All of a sudden, you can say, "Okay, how do I how do I begin to invite my family into this?" Yeah. So, what does it look like go to, to go to the park and just look at the clouds, or just fly a kite? Yeah. Just do these mindless, not important, not you know, just things. Go to the park and play. And yeah. how do we start to how do we put that on the calendar? Don't wait for the calendar to be open to do it. How do we put that on the calendar at the yeah. beginning of the month to make sure we do it because we don't compromise things that are on the calendar. Yeah, so many, you know, I, I know in my life, um, my wife does a lot more scheduling than I do. And I know that she craves that I would stop and go, we're going to stop tonight. We're going to go take a walk. So, uh, Sunday, actually, we had a great opportunity to go take like a three-mile walk. I saw those pictures on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, my Very kids jealous. climbed a tree. Um, we saw turtles, you know what I'm saying, all that kind of stuff. Like, they had we just, adventure. We, they, they had some adventure. And, and it was good for our spirit as a family that we got a chance to stop. But she scheduled it. But God has called us to lead, to yes. lead our families. Yeah. And, and this is part of leading our families. Even when we say, guys, we're just going to rest. We're going to stop. That doesn't mean every night we have to, but, but also rest doesn't, that doesn't mean put on Netflix. I'm guilty of this. Yeah. Oh, we're going to stop and watch a movie. Instead of going, we're going to go and enjoy life. We're going to breathe fresh air outside of this stale house that we've that we've been in for all this time. No, get off Fortnite. You're not going to do that. No, you get off YouTube or 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 Snapchat or whatever you're on, and 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 leave the phones there. You can take one with you, whatever. Right. But leave all their phones there. Yes, they're going to fight you, but they are more valuable to you than than. That argument is more valuable. If you say, no, leave them here and you, you walk out, you, you do what you need to, keep your one phone, you will engage in conversation right. with that. It'll, it'll be worth the time. Right. But they, they're waiting for us to lead that charge. Right. And that may start with us having to get away on our own to, to reset everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's the, here's the deal, guys. You, you are made for more than the rat race. You are made for more than um, the busyness that turns to burnout, which turns to brokenness and bitterness. Um, and, and I think what God has proven throughout his story through in, in scripture, and he, he proves in our lives, if we learn the posture and the discipline of just intentionally taking time away to be with him, eliminate as many distractions as possible, God shows up in whispers that we will never expect, and he does amazing things. So I keep reading in this, and I'm noticing another pattern after this. Elijah was worn out. Right. But God's agenda was for Elijah to do something after this. Mm. And he said, I need you to go and anoint the new king. But he also said, (laughs) 
He also said, and Je- so in verse 16, And Jehu, the son of, of Nimshi, you shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elijah, the son of Shaphat, of Abel-Meholah, I can't That's say impressive. It. That's impressive. Abel-Meholah, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. God needed him to be still so that he could impact the next generation. Give him a vision of the horizon. And he said, it's because, because Elisha was literally plowing a field. Elijah's Elisha. So it's not just even for you and your family. It's for those who come after you that you need to stop so you can hear the voice and impact the next guy to say, stop. Right. I want to show you how good God is. The world needs you to stop. The world needs you to slow down because there's purpose in every step that we take. We can only either speak life or death. Right. And if we're running at a pace that is ungodly, we are not speaking life. Right. And that is where be bold enough to say the church of America is right now. We are success oriented. We are success driven. We go, we do. Someone then says, Hey, can you do that too? Sure. I'll do it. Why? Because I think it's the most spiritual thing I need to do. Right. And we leave our families in the wayside and we don't engage them. And the next thing you know, we're looking at the end of our lives going, did everything I do really matter? Right. Listening to the voice of God matters. Yes. Stopping matters. Resting matters. We need to fight against this busy so that we can be, we can become who God's truly in called us to be love it gentlemen it's not easy um but uh it's that's the hard call that god has placed on us as fathers as husbands as men and uh so let's get after it yeah if you're running on empty examine see where you're at see where you're frustrated stop rest listen wait for god's whisper yeah and then respond to that love it hey we'll see uh and hear you guys next week and uh, like i said if you ever have questions comments or uh, insights uh info at knownlegacy.org always open for an email yeah check us out on instagram uh known legacy and facebook known legacy ministries and the youtube channel and the youtubes there you go on the twitter machines (laughs) we love you guys have a great week all right god bless guys thanks for listening to by dads for dads on the known legacy podcast Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org. 